This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, it's another Sal Sports Live. Welcome in, everybody. Also, the Sal Sports and Stuff podcast. Don't forget this kind of a double dip. We do the live show on the web here every Thursday night at 7.30. And then I turn around and turn into the audio to give you a South Sports and Stuff podcast on Thursday night or on Friday morning. However, that is, you're listening on iTunes, uh, go to the WGR website. I appreciate if you download and subscribe to the podcast as well, South Sports and Stuff podcast. For those of you on the live show, I always get tricked up. If I should talk about the live show or talk about the podcast, to let everybody know. But tonight, we are here on the live show at 7.30. we got a lot to talk about. And we're going to start with, of course, the breaking news from just a little while ago, according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network and Jim Trotter. Um, is Jim Trotter NFL Network SI now? And forget where, exactly where Jim is these days. But Le'Veon Bell is going to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. Although I don't think he's going to be able to play against the Buffalo Bills on Monday because I think the turnaround time for him to get in the building for Kansas City would be um, a little bit too tight there. And at the same time, he'd have to get in and learn the playbook and all that kind of stuff. But he's not going to Buffalo. And I think that's the... That's the big key here for anybody who's listening and anybody who's watching. Le'Veon Bell will not be coming to the Buffalo Bills. Apparently, he's going to the Kansas City Chiefs. That, again, according to Tom Pelissero and Jim Trotter. So tonight, excuse me, I'm going to have Josh Klingler on. He is the Chiefs sideline reporter. You know, as sideline reporters, we like to stick together, right? And we're going to have him on tonight. Going to talk about the Chiefs and the fit right there, but also preview the Bills and the Chiefs. That one coming up on Monday night here in Orchard Park at Bill's Stadium. Now, every Thursday night, I do the show live. We are streaming on Twitter. Twitter was down tonight for like the last hour. I think it's still down for some people. It's very strange. My mentions are not working. Actually, my mentions are working fine. I can see if you tweet me. What I can't see is all the likes and the other things. I go to the regular mentions, like all, and it shows up like some weird thing that I had a poll up a while ago, and that's all I see. I go to my mentions, I'm fine, and my verified mentions, I'm fine. So that's still not working right for me, but at least Right before I came on the show, I was able to kind of tweet something out that we would be here tonight, and that's where we are live, of course. So hopefully you got it on Twitter, but if not, also on Facebook, I'm on my Sal Sports Facebook page. You can find that at Sal Sports on Facebook and also my YouTube channel, Coach Sal C on YouTube. That's where we are tonight, but what I wanted to tell you was I originally did not plan on having a show tonight because we were going to have a football game. In Buffalo against the Kansas City Chiefs. And of course, that is not happening now. There is no Bills at Chiefs game tonight. There is going, I'm sorry, sorry, Chiefs at Bills tonight, Thursday night, as you watch this. There is no Chiefs at Bills game on Sunday. It is going to be played Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. 
in Kansas City. That is going to be wild because it's a nationally televised, quote-unquote, Thursday night football game on Fox with Joe Buck, with Troy Aikman, with Aaron Andrews, and Christina Pink. It's going to be on Amazon with, what, Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer. Boy, Andrea Kramer, she's been covering this league for a long time. That's really cool to see her doing something like that. But it's going to be Monday. It's going to be at 5 p.m., and it's two four-in-one teams. So we're going to talk all about that. Got a couple of really good guests on tonight. Uh, hopefully joined here in just a moment or so by Corey Bohorquez, Bill's punter. He's supposed to join me. And then uh, we're also going to have Chiefs sideline reporter, Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City reporter, host, I guess you'd say. Uh, I think he's a host as well. And that is Josh Klingler. So we're going to do all of that tonight, and we're going to talk about the Bills and the Chiefs. I'll tell you, it's been a crazy day. It really has. Um, we have had so much news going on today from the time that it kind of broke a little bit, what, around late morning? Late morning, I guess, maybe around um, 10 o'clock, 10.30 or so, where uh, it was Jeremy Fowler of ESPN who said, Le'Veon Bell is down to three teams, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Dolphins. And suddenly, it just was like kind of a freakout time, right? And everybody's asking me, what do you think about the fit with the Bills? Now, it's all a moot point now, but I will tell you, I, I believe, and even before we knew he was considering the Bills, I was on the WGR morning show this morning with Howard and Jeremy and Howard asked me, he said, do you think that, uh, that he would be a fit in Buffalo? And this is before we knew he'd even you know been considering the bills. And I said, yes, you know, I think he would be, it'd be a great fit. I think the way he runs his style, it'd be a great fit. Um, on top of the fact that, you know, this is a team ready to contend now it, 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 you're adding an elite talent, but absolutely the way he runs things like that. What you don't know is the kind of person he is. Does he fit with the DNA that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott like to talk about? Does he fit in the locker room? Things like that. Those are things you have to investigate. And then the other thing is you know, the contract. The Bills would actually be able, would obviously be able to, you know, sign him to whatever contract because he was released by the New York Jets. But that said, it never happened, right? He's going to Kansas City. I thought it would have been a really good fit for Buffalo, but at the same time, it's okay. It's not like you had to get this guy. You know, the Bills have some issues right now. Running game is an issue. I don't think running back is an issue. There's a big difference there. The running game is an issue. I don't think running back is an issue. I think Devin Singletary, uh, he is a guy that you can rely on to uh, get a big play here or there. I think he needs to be a little bit more consistent. Uh, obviously, he gets into the, he he makes people miss in a phone booth, as they say. So there's a lot of different things. But I also think that the running game needs to improve in a lot of respects, maybe a little bit more power running game. We'll see where that goes. But obviously, Le'Veon Bell not going to the Bills. He is going to the Kansas City Chiefs, according to Tom Pelissero and Jim Trotter. All right, we're going to welcome in our special guest right now. It is Buffalo Bills punter, Corey Bohorquez, who joins me. Um, should I say Bohorquez or Bohorquez? Why don't you um, kind of correct me on that, Corey? Uh, Bohorquez. Bohorquez. There you go. Thank you. I apologize, and I appreciate it. Thanks, man. And, uh, we, we can't get in the locker room this year. I love being able to chat with you face-to-face, -face, but we're able to do this, so thanks a lot. What's it been like for you this year, kind of just going to practice amid these this COVID thing and kind of getting out of there and not having a media around, not having as many people around, not having fans in the stands? What's it been like for you? Uh, it's definitely been weird, you know, especially at the home games. Uh, the fans, I feel like, have a big effect, you know, on the uh, – the momentum of the game sometimes, you know, especially a big play we get or defense gets a big stop, you know, if like kind of builds in that energy. So, you know, definitely been missing them. But uh, I think for the most part, you know, we've been making do with what we got. So it's been, it's been going pretty good. Yeah, I had Dean Marlowe on last Thursday. And, you know, what we talked about a lot was, 
you guys have the right people, it seems like, in the organization to handle this. It seems like Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, their staffs, they're, they're kind of on top of everything. They're very proactive. They, they've had a plan set up all along, and you guys have kind of just followed that. Yeah, they've definitely been going above and beyond. You know, our training staff's been awesome. Coach has been awesome. You know, everyone's been doing their part. So I feel like right now uh, teams that are going to have the most success are the ones that everyone's been, you know, kind of doing what they need to to handle yeah. this situation. I think so, too. It seems like the teams are going to come out of this the best, or the team's going to have the most uh, advantageous position maybe as we go through the stretch run. And that includes everything, keeping people healthy, things like that. You know, you never know who's going to go on the COVID list or come off. In the meantime, you also have injuries that you guys have to have to wade through. What did you do in the offseason without actual football to be at as far as camps and things like that? How did you stay in shape, both physically and mentally? Um, I spent some time in Louisville. I did some training out there at uh, Eric Wood's gym. Okay. Um, worked with Colin Holba. He's a snapper that's uh, bounced around the league a little bit. And then I was back home in California, met up with uh, Hauschka. You know, he lives 30 minutes away. Um, so we'd meet up and get our sessions in at, you know, various fields around the area. Um, kind of just, you know, make do with what we had. All right. Well, before I go on to some uh, cool stuff here, i got a couple of comments I want to show you. Here's one that says, oh, no, he shaved the stash. I think he got intimidated from Josh's staff stash. Why, why, why'd you shave it, man? Uh, you know, I just, I just felt like it needed to be cleaned up a little bit, you know, and I didn't want to, you know, make Josh feel bad about it. You know, not everyone can go, you know, grow a really good mustache. So I don't want him to, you know, lose any confidence. Totally good. You got to let the quarterback feel like he is the ultimate leader in every respect, yeah. right? There's no yeah. doubt about that. All right. Here's the next one. And this is actually what I want to talk about next. It says, talk about that bomb that you hit on Tuesday. You know what? I was just looking at it. I didn't, I don't know if you realize this. You actually have the longest and second longest punt of the NFL season so far. 71 against the Rams, 72 or 72 against the Rams, 71 on Tuesday night. Those are the two longest punts of the NFL season. What is it like to hit a football with your foot that far? I mean, it's cool. You know, I've I've been hitting punts that long for, you know, probably since my senior year of college. Uh, it's not something that always happens in games, you know, you don't always have the opportunity right. to hit a ball that far, you know, because of the field position. Uh, but it's cool. You know, it's fun. Gets the team hyped up. You know, it's never a good thing, uh, you know, having to punt. But, you know, you could flip the field like that, you know, kind of keeps the momentum with you still. Yeah. And when you did it on Tuesday night, it was an 80 yard flip of the field because they had a penalty. You went from your 10 to their 10. That's an incredible flip of field, <laughs> which is amazing. All right. So you are a left footed punter. What do you throw with? Are you right or left? I'm right handed. Yeah. You're, so you, wait, wait, you throw with your right, but punt with your left. Yep. What do you, what do you write with? Right. Everything else is right handed. Kicking is the only thing I do. On if you're mad at Reed Ferguson and had to punch him. You'd punch with your right hand or left. Yeah. <laughs> how does that happen how do you get your strong leg on one side but your strong arm on the other i couldn't tell you know, i grew up playing baseball and soccer and soccer it just was more comfortable hitting with my left and i was a little bit ambidextrous in that you know i could switch with my right and everything but for whatever reason i i couldn't tell i don't know anybody else that's no, I mean, I'm a little different because I throw right, but I bat left, golf left, swing left. But that's not abnormal. I'm I'm still kick right and throw right. That's my strong arm. Yeah. But what do you? I know you golf a little bit. Are you a righty or lefty golfer? Righty. Do you do you swing all sticks? You're a baseball. You swing right. Everything's right. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of golf, I've been told. Little birdie told me they have some sort of uh, putting thing inside the Bills facility that you like to take advantage of once. <laughs> what, what is that? Yeah, I've won some coffee bets on it for sure. You have this little putter, you know, and, you know, they didn't think I could make it. So, you know, 
bet, put some coffees on the line and yeah, it came through. Are you a, um, are, are you an avid golfer? Do you like to golf or just kind of casually? Uh, casually, you know, I'm not very good on it. I, I definitely get my money's worth probably hit enough to go around three times, you know, in one <laughs> in 18. So, you know, I'm not great, but I do have a good time with it. All right. We have a, a question coming here. Let's read this one. Do punters try drop kicking field goals in practice? Uh, I mean, the ball has hit the ground first and have you done it? Can you drop kick it? Not very well. I've, I've messed around with it a little bit. You know, I, I made like a 35, 40 yard or one time, uh, some off season training, just kind of, you know, messing around, but it's not anything I've actually like practiced, you know, to try to have down. It's, it's a skill. It's an art. That's for sure. Who on the Buffalo Bills, don't, you don't have to tell me who the backup punter is necessarily, but who is a good punter that you think, like, you probably wouldn't realize, but this guy can actually punt the ball pretty well? Uh, Micah Hyde hit about a 55, 60 yard punt the other day at practice. Wow. <laughs> was he just yeah. screwing around? Yeah. He was just, you know, in between plays, went to hit a ball across the field and, you know, sent it from one field to the other one. And it was just like, all right, well, <laughs> that's pretty wow. cool. That is very cool. Now, who is the opposite? Who thinks they're a really good punter, but th they pretty much stink? Uh, probably any of the O-linemen, D-linemen. <laughs> yeah. They always think they're skill guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They always try that. All right, so I read that you're a car collector. This is um really cool. I want you to maybe tell our listeners and our viewers we're with Bill's punter, Corey Bohorquez, by tonight, uh, by the way, tonight here on South Sports Live and the South Sports and Stuff podcast. Uh, what about collecting cars? Where did that start? Uh, so my dad's family is all mechanics. You got your dog back there. First, yeah. before, uh, tell mm -hmm. me about the dog first, because I got to get the dog in now. Uh, this is Scooby. He was a rescue I got from the shelter here in downtown Buffalo. Awesome. Um, had him for two years. I got him my rookie season after I was on IR. So what he's kind of dog is Scooby? He's been a help. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of dog is he? Uh, he's an American pit bull terrier. Beautiful, beautiful. All yeah. right, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go t tell me about the uh, cars. Oh uh, yeah, so my dad's family, all mechanics. Uh, so my grandpa, you know, had used to have a '68 Challenger. My dad has a '65 Mustang. His brother's got a '69 Camaro. Uh, other two brothers got, you know, '54 Coupe. So always grew up around old cars. Always wanted one. And you know, when I was getting my first car, kind of lucked out, and we found a '66 Mustang that was in our price range. So that ended up being my first car. Uh, actually, I have it back home getting refurbished right now, so hopefully it'll be done in a couple months, get it back out on the streets. Now, it's not as as old, you know, but uh, my first car was a 77 Monte Carlo. It was a big car, though. That, that was like the biggest car I made there. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I believe it had an eight-track player in it, by the way, which is oh, really nice. Cool. You know what those things are. Um, also, I know that you're a, a Star Wars uh, – you, you like Star Wars, at least. Are, are you like a big aficionado, or you just – you know, do you like certain movies on them? Um, no, I like all of them. You know, certain times throughout the year, I'll, I'll go through the whole series and watch how, I don't know, was it like 10, 11 of them now, something like that. Um, we just watched, we just watched the whole series for the first time ever, me and my, my six-year-old son and my wife. I had never seen some of them. I saw some of the ones, the old ones before, but yeah. it was cool. We actually went, because when the quarantine started, we did that. Would yeah. you recommend watching them in the actual order they were released or in the timeline order? Uh, I, I would probably say the order they're actually released in. Yeah. It does, you know, get, I don't know. That's, the, that's how I watched them. You know, that's just, I feel like you got to do it that way. I, I agree. All right. So uh, just a couple more and I'll get you out of here. So now I'm on the sidelines with you guys. I'm the radio guy. I watch you. I know, you know, I don't interact cause you're doing your job, but what do you and Reed or you and Tyler or anybody talk about when, yeah, there's just, you know, you know, you're not going to be punting anytime soon and the team's scoring 30 points. What do you, what, what kind of conversations you guys have out there? Uh, you know, it kind of depends. Sometimes Tyler will pull me aside if he wants to 
hit one or two, you know, of me putting it down. Sometimes we'll do that. Uh, sometimes we're going on about the game. Uh, you know, if we already had a couple punts or field goals, you know, what we like, what we didn't like. If, you know, uh, you know, usually we're watching the game and, you know, cheering the guys on and kind of just talking about that, really. I, I will tell you, thank God you guys have never hit me with a long snap yet. It's tight down there, and I have to move. And there's a lot of people, though. You're, like, clearing people out, and you're yeah. ready to take the snap, and that thing comes whizzing by your head. You don't realize how fast Reed can snap it back. You know, and it's, it's crazy. If you get hit, that's going to hurt you if you're walking. Yeah, down. yeah, it, it definitely sting a little bit, you know. It's that, <laughs> that's one thing that's kind of nice is you don't have to worry so much right now about moving people out of the way to get warmed up on the sideline. No doubt, no doubt. All right, so last question. I'll get you out of here on this. I ask everybody this. If I put your iPhone, iPod, whatever you use for music, if I put it on shuffle, what is the most likely artist band group to come up? Ooh. Um, Who do you have the most of? You said what? Who do you have the most of in there? Who's the most? most? Probably, genre-wise, classic rock, definitely. What about a group? Any group? Ooh. I know you like the Eagles. Yeah, love the Eagles. A big plagiarist band. Uh, I don't know if you heard of them. No. A local group, cover group. Uh, All right. One of our video guys is actually in the band. So I'm, I've become an honorary member. Do you play any instruments? A couple, yeah. What do you play? Uh, uh, so I haven't done it in a while, but I play, you know, ukulele, guitar. Uh, used to mess around on the harmonica a little bit. Played trumpet. You know, it was first chair while I was doing that. Um, <laughs> wow, very nice. A little bit, yeah. Got a didgeridoo. I'm not great at it, but learning. Well, I'm a drummer myself, so maybe on the sidelines one day when it's like a 60 to nothing blowout, you can bring out the ukulele, I'll bring out the drums, and we'll just yeah. play a little bit down there. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Hey, Corey, um, yeah. I, I'm going to let you get back and doing all your film study on the uh, special teams of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Thanks a lot for doing this tonight. I really appreciate it. Glad to have some fun with you. Man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. It. No problem. That is Corey Bohorquez. He is the Buffalo Bills punter, and right now we're going to bring in Josh Klingler. Let me fix what it says there on your screen because you are not Corey Bohorquez. You are Josh Klingler, and he is the sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs. And right now we're not really on the sidelines. We're in the moat or we're, right. we're up doing some games. Also a uh, host and reporter there. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing this, and I uh, really appreciate you taking your time out tonight. Yeah, you bet. Wherever we're stationed, uh, we're, we're, we're doing our thing. Actually, it's not a bad view from that first row. got to be honest, right? It's not. Now, I've been on the sidelines. This is my seventh year. Is this your first, I think? It's my it, first year with the Chiefs, yeah. You haven't even been able to experience like the traveling and all that that goes with <laughs> it yet. What did you do? Did you guys go to Houston in that opener? Or, I mean, uh, I was they, at home. Have you? We did have you not go, traveled. You yeah. have not traveled. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's right. You haven't traveled. So what What have you done so far? Um, How are you guys managing the broadcast? I know we're doing it from um the home radio booth with monitors, basically. Is that what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, we're in the TV booth at, at Arrowhead Stadium. So, yeah, we're uh, we're using as many monitors as we can find with the uh, the all-22 feed and whatever else we can get from the television networks. I know the, all the radio networks are brokering with the TV networks, right, to get all their feeds possible in the stadium. Yeah. So it hasn't been bad. I think we may do. I think, I think and you're, you're probably in the same boat. We're, we're still trying to kind of, you know, do what we do uh, for our fans and, and uh, you know, give our kind of visuals of what we're seeing there on the field. So a little different perspective, but I think we're making it work for now. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's challenging, but you know what? I think if people listen in, if you're doing your job right, they wouldn't notice a difference. I think right. that's all when we all do it. By the way, I, I uh, think I think my, my dad did that in the very first game, so I thought we were doing okay. And uh, Mitch Holtis, yeah. our play-by-play -play voice, said, yeah, the very first game, he said, because uh, we have we have a new uh, uh, color analyst this year too, so two of us are new. And they texted in and said, "Yeah, you guys, you guys sound great together. Uh, when are you getting back home?" And I, I think I the next day after 
uh, the first game, I got text saying, "Boy, you you made it home really quick from this for the for the morning show." So I guess we fooled <laughs> enough people that we were we were doing all right. No, that's good. I, that 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 sounds good. And you guys are um the new rights holders. It's our our sister station out there, entercomradio.com, uh six ten. That's really cool. I uh, you know to have that part of the family now uh, to do the Chiefs broadcast. So you know, welcome in. I guess you know as ha- right whole rights holding NFL team. It's pretty cool to be a part of that whole thing. What's it like for you? Um, you know, on a daily basis though, with everything going on, as compared to what it used to be. Uh. Yeah, the the access and and being yeah. able to be in, in the locker room. Uh, well, I wasn't doing sidelines before, but being a reporter in town, you know, you're in you're in the locker room quite a bit, and you you got to know you know some of the players. It makes it a little more difficult from that perspective. But um, you know, I I think the NFL probably has it just about how they want it right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, right, I say that all the time. I'm like, I, if they could go back to if they could keep it like this, they would. So let's yeah. hope. You know, it doesn't happen. Hopefully we get back in that locker room soon. All right, let me uh, get on to the big story, obviously. Uh, and I, I appreciate you joining me tonight, especially considering I know you probably got some things to get to with the big story. And that is obviously Le'Veon Bell has signed or is going to sign with the Kansas City Chiefs, according to NFL Network and some yep. other sources. Um, what do you think about the fit for Le'Veon in Kansas City and how is this all going to work? Well, I think the, well, one of the fan base is ecstatic. Um, it's a big name. So that always, you know, that always fires people up, but, yep. but there's also a, a definite need um, at the running back spot. I think when, when Damian Williams opted out and he was nearly the MVP of the Super Bowl, um, and then a first round running back in Clyde Edwards Lair um, kind of left on his own. Um, and they think they were just going to try to piece it together with uh, a couple of, of veterans in the backup roles. And, and it hasn't really worked out. Their short yardage hasn't been very good. They haven't run the ball very well. Pass blocking has suffered a little bit with the, uh, the rookie trying to do that. So this is a perfect fit. My only question was going to be, you know, attitude. And, and if he wanted to kind of assimilate, he's not going to come here and, and, and get the ball 25 times a game. He's going to have to come here and, and fill a role and, uh, you know, I, I'd kind of recommend it if I were the Chiefs. I'd be like, just look him in the eye and find out if that's what he's interested in doing. Uh, when it came down reportedly to Miami and to the Chiefs, I kind of got to wonder, okay, Miami probably going to offer more money. Um, the Chiefs are just looking basically for, you know, kind of a one-year rental. And so uh, once he did select the Chiefs, I felt, you know, pretty good about it. Like if if he's on board, uh, you know that he wants to be a part of something that that has an opportunity to, to go a long way again. So and I think Andy Reid's going to find a role for anybody. He is he is absolutely terrific in developing an offense. And like I said, there is a need for his for his talent. So it's a it's a it's a nice signing for the Chiefs. He and Chris Jones, the uh, star defensive tackle for the uh, the Chiefs, are very good friends and and they've worked out together a lot. And so I'm guessing that was pretty instrumental in getting the thing done too. Josh Klingler, sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs, also 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Joining me, South Sports Live, the South Sports and Stuff podcast as well, if you didn't catch the live show. Well, the way you were just talking down the Chiefs and things that Clyde Edwards-Alaire was struggling with, I thought you were Lou Holtz for a minute talking up the other <laughs> opponent. I mean, that's what he's famous for. But obviously, we know this is the world champions. They're they're terrific. But they did suffer a loss last week. And some people are wondering, hmm, how did the Raiders, how did the Vegas Raiders do that to Kansas City? So what was the blueprint? How did it happen? And do teams have an ability maybe to get to Kansas City like that? You know, quite possibly. Um, I, I think much like, you know, the the Bills, that wasn't a true representation 
uh, last week of the Chiefs either. And I think especially on defense, their defense had played much better than that to uh, to start the season. Gave up big plays for the first time all year, and a lot of big plays uh, to the to the Raiders who who did play terrific football. And the Chiefs made a bunch of mistakes and lost by a possession. So I think that that's kind of the silver lining from Kansas City's perspective of it all. But if uh, defensively um, you can uh, you can frustrate the Chiefs if you're able to to rush four and not uh, use a bunch of blitzes and drop seven in coverage and force them to be patient. Um, some of those things can be effective against the Chiefs. And so far, they haven't shown the ability to go ahead and try to run when uh, when they're facing a, a four-man front in a drop seven situation. So until they do that, they could be a little bit vulnerable. But again, they're, they're going to score 28, 30 points anyway. Right. So it, it makes it very, very difficult to, to blueprint it. There are some teams that have done you know, a pretty decent job. The Raiders were one of them. Um, I, I think the biggest surprise last week uh, the offense unfortunately has a bar set where they're supposed to score every every uh, every drive every play and I wasn't down selling the rookie running back but I'm allowing him to be a rookie unlike sure. unlike some others I mean before the season this hype on this kid was was out of control and I thought okay right. he's just a rookie let him be a rookie so I'm kind of letting him be a rookie and not take on every single down every single play um defensively was where where it was a little bit scary last week I, I think it's just a one game blip uh but they really had a had a tough day against the Raiders uh didn't pressure the quarterback uh didn't come up with timely plays which we've seen them do kind of time after time so if the defense gets righted the offense you never you never really are, are are panicking about anything they do offensively they'll just figure it out yeah, it's just, I like Clyde edwards helaire I think he's a really good player, obviously. And you're right. Some people said, oh, my God, number one fantasy pick, like things like that. It was pretty crazy, all the hype surrounding him. And he had um, a great opening game. I mean, he had a, he had a really good opening game, 138 yards, had a fantastic 27-yard touchdown run. And, yeah, so he set the bar for himself a little bit there, too. He hasn't been bad by any means, but it's 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 uh, it's been, uh, you know, kind of kind of average in terms of really uh, they're running the football. So. Now they're not going to be with Sammy Watkins. They're going to—he's injured, obviously. A return to Buffalo is not going to happen. He hasn't played the Bills um, since they traded him. What does that do? There's so many weapons. Does that really matter? I mean, how big of a factor is not having Sammy? He is a big factor, and 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 obviously he hasn't had gigantic numbers, but um, he's basically the the third option and is going to get a lot of attention because Tyreek Hill is going to command a lot of double teams. Travis Kelsey commands a lot of double teams, and Sammy's been that perfect guy to kind of fill in the in-betweens just get your first downs move the sticks come up with the occasional big play but really kind of fill in the gaps when when the big two are drawing attention so it's going to be a different role likely for McCole Hardman uh, who was a, a second year wide receiver who's had really nice big playability and hasn't been uh, maybe that singles hitter at times so he's going to have to maybe adjust his game a little bit um, not that you don't want to say hey go score but he's been primarily a downfield threat uh, thus far but he's going to get the first crack at filling those in there are opportunities where, where Sammy Watkins is out and I don't have to tell Bills fans as well you kind of expect right a few games without Sammy Watkins right. it's happened year after year after year unfortunately it happened again uh, this year and he's probably going to be out uh, you know two three four weeks yeah, and one thing the Raiders did was they did, you know, take the top off the defense a couple of times. You said, I know that's not really who the defense has been all year, but they showed some speed. Henry Ruggs got behind them. If the Bills do have John Brown available, and he did practice uh, here on Thursday, as we talk after missing last week, uh, they'll have the ability to stretch the field a little more. Is that the way that they should attack the Kansas City Chiefs, try to stretch the field and really put a little pressure on those DBs? 
Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, if the, if the defensive line is is playing well with uh, with Frank Clark and Chris Jones, they're a handful. They were right. absolutely invisible last week, and I think that's what allowed the uh, the over the, the top stuff to happen. Uh, uh, they've been very good in that regard thus far. So to me, the key is the defensive line. Are they getting enough pressure on, on the Bills? Are they uh, they forcing? I mean, we know you know Josh Allen moves around like Mahomes does and can throw himself out of the pocket but if they're doing work up front the the secondary is not their strongest phase by by any means but but they have performed uh, awfully well this year with a number of bodies back there and played with some depth so uh they they did get exposed last week i put a lot of that though on the defensive line if they're doing their job uh, guys don't have to cover as long and then it's hard to get the deep ball all right and then um what's the fan reaction after a game like that look i mean when the Bills are 4-0 and and they lose, people freak out, you know, because you're 4-0. But what about a Super Bowl champion team that you're, the bar is so highly raised? When when the team loses like they did on Sunday, what's the reaction from the fan base? Is it a little bit too knee-jerky or are they a little bit more measured? Uh, a little bit knee-jerky. I mean, uh, it, it isn't to the point of, you know... Uh, Scrap it all! I think everybody realizes. Under firing Andy Reid. Yeah, anything. yeah, no. This is that. This is a really good team. But I think it was then. It was you know finding that little area, tweak this, yep. tweak that. Yep. Yeah. A lot of nitpicking going on this week uh, for sure. Uh, but yeah, the Chiefs are gonna be doing that too. I think. I think all phases they haven't hit their ceiling at all this season, even uh-huh. in getting off to that unbeaten start. So I think they're always hungry to uh, to to improve and, and and tweak some things. And and certainly out of last week, uh, they're licking their wounds a little bit, heading to. Uh, to Buffalo Monday. And then real quick, Le'Veon will not play against the Bills, I would imagine. He can't. He's got to get an acclimation period right. in the building, let alone the playbook. Yeah, th- well, that and and uh, I, from what the reports seem to be a, a five-day right. COVID protocol right. uh, situation. So I, I guess, I don't know, I'm counting the days on my fingers here. <laughs> Unless they would like to fly him in tonight, get a quick test. I, I Yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to be able to, to go on Monday. And I think they, they, don't they play the Jets sometime coming up? Yes, yes, yes. That's, that'll be an interesting yeah. Storyline, of course, <laughs> to follow, right? Okay, so got some revenge. You know, thank you very much. I know uh, you got some big news today to go cover, so go do that. You know what's funny is I'm friends with a couple other sideline reporters around the league. We got this little fraternity. Now I got your number. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna loop you in. We're just gonna. Sounds good. We're like, we're like the mascots. We all just stay in touch with each other. So you know, we'll make sure. Uh, so have a have a good broadcast on this game, and we'll talk to you down the road. And thanks for doing this tonight. All right, thanks, Sal. All right, thank you. You're welcome. That is Josh Klingler. He is the sideline reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 AM Sports Radio in Kansas City. We got to head on out of here. Only got a minute left or so. Look, I'm still wearing my pink tonight. You see that? The reason why is because I'm a part of the Real Men Wear Pink campaign of Buffalo through the American Cancer Society to help raise money to fight breast cancer. I am going to ask you to please go to my Real Men Wear Pink page, place a donation, whatever amount you can. That would be great. I'm trying to get to $2,500. I'm at about $1,800 right now. We're almost there by the end of the month. Also, you can just request a video message from me on Cameo. It's $50, and all of it is going to go to my Real Men Wear Pink campaign and the American Cancer Society. So I appreciate you doing that if you can. Also, for those of you who uh, don't know this, my son Max always asks me. He's got his own YouTube channel. I'm not kidding you. Max said, hey, Dad. Can you have people go subscribe to Max's Playdate? That's right. Go to the channel, Max's Playdate. Go subscribe. If you like you know, watching kids play Fortnite and play Minecraft and build Legos and stuff, Max does that. I'm just doing it because he asked me to do it. All right, what do we got for tonight? No game, obviously, but we do this week have several games in the NFL we could look to for our Survivor and our Deadpool picks. Tough ones, though. Maybe the Colts over the Bengals? I think you already took the Colts in a game. 
Could you go with Miami in a survivor pool this week to beat the Jets? I think you can. That might be one. What about the Patriots over the Broncos? Might be a good pick, and I hate even saying that. So there's a lot of interesting picks. There's no game tonight, obviously. That game will be Monday. Bills, Chiefs, 5 p.m. That's why we got a chance to talk tonight or here on the podcast this week, South Sports and Stuff. Don't forget, download, subscribe. Got the podcast out there. Every week we do it. We got this show. We got a lot more for you. WGR Sports Radio 550. I'll be on with Howard and Jeremy tomorrow morning. I'll also be on the roundtable on Friday, 5 to 6. So we got a lot covered for you. And, of course, we got the game on Monday. In the meantime, thanks a lot for coming aboard to South Sports Live. Want to thank Bill's punter, Corey Bohorquez. And also want to thank our special guest, Josh Klingler. You see his name still on there. I got to remember to take that off there when that happens. Josh Klingler from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks for joining me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.